Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. There's no doubt one of the toughest challenges all of you will have when being powerful listing agents in this marketplace is dealing with the seller and their psychology, their emotions, when it comes to pricing their home. That is 100% going to be the biggest issue you have. All of you can do probably, I would say, really great CMAs, mostly because there's software out there that will do a really great CMA for you. But when it comes to explaining to the seller how to price their home, you know, with the information, the data you're giving them and dealing with their psychology, their fears, their hopes, you know, their ambitions, their unrealistic pricing and unrealistic expectations. That's where the real skill comes in. And that's the reason that in this marketplace, you're going to see new agents um, and experienced agents who've not been the dominant agents in the marketplace start to really kick butt because they have developed the skill set to really help sellers know how to position their houses correctly in the market to correctly reflect the market's expectations. It all comes back to skills. The past market has, I think, fooled a lot of people into believing that branding and marketing, all the rest of it was going to win the day. At the end of the day, what really is going to make it so that you have a I think a a business that's going to last for decades, a business that's going to make it so that you truly become the most influential agent in your marketplace based on your results, that's going to be based on your skill set. And now more than ever, certainly in the last 15 years, knowing how to have a real meaningful conversation with a seller and a buyer, but primarily a seller about positioning their house on the market uh, as pertains to price, condition location obviously being important as well, but price being the most important thing. Having that skill set is going to make it so that you experience a level of success that you cannot possibly even fathom at this point. And this message or this podcast or this series of podcasts that we're going to be doing on pricing, it's going to be geared towards new agents, experienced agents, and veteran agents. And I'm going to a special shout out. Those of you who've experienced a lot of success in this past market, say for the past 10 years, you're the ones that are going to potentially suffer the most because you're going to be the least likely to want to change and accept the fact the new reality is here that's going to require a new skill set. The experienced agents, agents who have been at the top of the heap for a long period of time, are the ones that are going to be the most resistant to the fact that their skill set isn't what they thought it was. So if you are you know, fitting that description, I strongly suggest you listen intensely to what we're saying. Because Julie and I have been in this coaching and training business for 20 years, we've been in the real estate business for about 30 years. And the reality of it is, is we've been through many cycles like this, though we think this cycle is unlike all the previous cycles. What we're going to be experiencing over the next few years is similar, but not the same to what's happened in the past. And the skill set you're going to need is similar, but not the same to what you may have needed 15 years ago, assuming you've been in business that long. And don't be surprised on this podcast series over the next week or so, if you hear things that you've never heard before, if you have thoughts that you've never had before in the real estate business, because many of you are surrounded by people who are also, and I say this lovingly, blissfully ignorant. They don't know what they don't know because they haven't been in the business for a very long period of time. Asking your broker, your office manager, your mentor, whoever else, how to properly price a house in this market 
where they've not actually ever had to deal with pricing, where essentially it was becoming a hot seller's market to a normal market to maybe even a buyer's market in some places in the country. If they've not dealt with that, they're not going to know how to help you. So you need to realize that who you go to asking for advice or who you listen to, and I frankly feel sorry for a lot of you who are you know, addicted to YouTube coaches and all this free real estate training and all the things that are everywhere in every corner of the real estate market right now. That's where you're going to get your information. Have you noticed that they're all saying basically the same thing? It's because they're all listening to each other and they don't know what else to say because they don't have the experience. And I just, you know, Julie and I, you guys listen to this podcast you, you bought our book, Harris Rules, your coaching clients, because you expect us to give you no BS, direct information. And that's what this series of podcasts is going to be for you. And again, pricing, when you know how to price in a market like this, you will have a certain je ne sais quoi, a certain magic that other agents will never even understand. And it's because you not only know how to do an effective CMA, in other words, you know how to do the analytical part. But now you also know how to do the emotional part. You put those two things together, you've got something the other agents will have no clue um, how you develop that skill set. And that's really where you need to be to make the most of this market. That's right. So we're going to be talking about don't go to any listing appointment if you don't know the following points. Get ready to take some notes. So Point number one, what the seller wants, needs, or thinks that it's worth. Worth. Okay, so pricing it right in the first place prevents future price reduction drama. Even if they're thinking it's worth more than your comparables, you must know by how much more and how they arrived at their price before you arrive at the appointment. So there's a script that goes with that because we know, you know, experienced listing agents, they're almost always going to be higher than your comps. That's interesting, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. How did you arrive at that price? Now, listen carefully. They might have different comparables than you do. So that's slightly out of, that script is part of the pre-qualification script that Julia just gave you. So when you set a listing appointment, before you go on a listing appointment with any seller, you absolutely positively must pre-qualify them. Pre-qualifying them for motivation primarily, pre-qualifying them to find out if you're competing, pre-qualifying them obviously to find out what they think the house is worth. And you're going to also have to do a little bit of homework and find out what they owe. Owing, fortunately, or what they owe in this market Fortunately, it's not going to be that big of an issue versus, say, 15 years ago when the first question you'd want to have answered is, what do they owe? Because that's when you discover that they had a first mortgage and a second mortgage. And tax liens and all the rest. Exactly. Right? And, and then basically you're walking into a situation where the seller has no equity. Very rarely, unless they bought the house in, say, the first part of 2022, very rarely are you going to run into any equity situations, with, which I promise you is a massive blessing and makes this market, frankly, a hell of a lot easier than the last uh, housing downturn we went through. So the moral of the story is, is when you are going on a listing appointment, use the seller pre-qualification script that you get in Premier Coaching, and you absolutely positively must know what the seller thinks the house is worth. I'm going to give you a little advanced coaching. The seller very rarely is going to tell you what they think the house is worth, but the seller always has an opinion on what the house is worth. Now, why are they not going to tell you? Because they don't want to somehow uh, show their cards as far as what they think the house is worth. Really what's going on is they suspect that what they think the house is worth is more than it's actually worth. And they don't want to be told that they're wrong. I mean, it's their ego. And Julie wrote down three really great points. That's right. So, so why do sellers do that? Sellers overprice out of, out of either ignorance or arrogance. Sellers in the new shifting market are confused. And most agents are confused about how to price too. Agents overpriced due to lack of skill. Sellers overpriced due to ignorance or arrogance. 
arrogance in pricing is because the seller just doesn't know to price their home square footage. They don't actually know how to do the CMA. It's not their job. It's your job. So this is ignorance, right? Yeah. They don't know the comps. They don't have the facts. They don't have the figures. They don't know what you know. They haven't gone through all the other houses that are for sale. Probably not, right? They don't actually, they haven't gone to you know, an appraisal class, let alone have a real estate license. So that's the ignorance part. Julie, what's the arrogance so part? So the arrogance part is when they just won't listen to comparable sales and have reasons other than real value to try to justify their price. That's when you might consider not taking the listing. See, ignorance is forgivable, right? It's not really their job to know what you know. But arrogance is when they just don't really care what you have to say. So caution, when there is little or no competition and the seller is higher than your last comparable, you still might get that price if there's no competition, maybe even higher. So don't lose the listing because you're being super strict on your price. Have a strategy, especially if the seller absolutely has to sell the home. That last line's the most important. So what do you do when you walk into a seller's house and this is going to be every listing appointment you're going to go on for the foreseeable future and the seller has unrealistic expectations of what the house is worth, right? They don't know what the direction the house, the market's going. They don't know that the appreciation isn't double digits anymore. They don't know all these things. What are you going to do? Now, here's rule number one. Julie just said it. What's their motivation? Do they absolutely positively have to sell or are they just basically going to try to get their price? And if they don't, they're just going to keep the house. And again, you have to be really good at pre-qualifying to know what the real motivation is because this goes back to something you'll learn, hopefully not from experience because you're going to learn it from coaching and just learn it from listening to what I'm about to tell you. The more motivated a seller is, for example, if a seller is having a financial problem or maybe there's a legal problem or some other reason and they have to sell the house, they're not necessarily going to want you to know their motivation. It's, it's somewhere screwed up in the seller's thinking that their listing agent shouldn't know all their, see, see their cards. The listing agent, this is how sellers think, right? Some, not all. And the more motivated they are, actually, the more they think like this, which is kind of interesting. They won't want you to know what they think the house is worth. And again, maybe they're more experienced sellers and they're just not wanting you to tell them what they just told you for the sake of getting the listing. More experienced sellers are going to know that little real estate agent game. But the other reason is, is because they need to sell the house for a certain amount in order to clear some financial obligation that they have, or they have some other thing that's pressing them to want to sell the house. So why am I asking you to really consider all these things? Because in the pre-qualification script that you get as part of being a premier coaching client, we don't want you just to ask the question once. We want you to actually drill down until you get a very specific uh, answer to the question. I'm going to go back to something we were just talking about, like the motivation for the seller to sell, right? So, or I'm sorry, the, I, what the seller thinks the house is worth. So you ask the question as Julie originally presented it to you, and the seller may or may not give you an answer. But there's a secondary question as part of the script, and it goes something like this. I don't remember it exactly, but this is the way it is. Mr. So, uh, Mr. Seller, what do you think the, your home is worth in, in today's market? That might be the question, right? Well, I don't know. That's why you're coming over. Exactly. And I appreciate that, Mr. Seller. And yes, I'm going to spend a couple hours doing the CMA, which is basically an agent's version of an appraisal. And I'm going to be presenting that to you this evening. So help me. This is the key part, listeners, to listen. Help me choose the best comparable properties. What properties have you seen? What two or three properties have you seen sell in the last, say, six months, maybe even 90 days? You thought were most similar to your house. So I can make sure I review these and I consider these when helping you establish the value for your home. Well, I mean, I went to Bob and Betty's Christmas party last year and our, our house, I think our house is a lot nicer than theirs and theirs just sold for 550. So I think ours is probably 650. And then, 
you know, there was a, a, I think it was like an inherited, maybe a probate or something down the street, and that one, that was just a mess. So we're definitely nicer than that one. That was on Cherry Street. So you, those types of things are what they're going to tell you. They're going to say, well, so-and-so's house just sold, but it had a smaller backyard. The, you'll notice that when you ask the questions, like the way we've written them in the script, they're never going to tell you houses that are nicer than theirs. So you're going to have to... You're the, actually baiting them, because here's the thing. We know that they're probably not going to tell you, well, I think my house is worth exactly seven twenty nine nine ninety three. They're not going to do that. Even though they probably have a spreadsheet because they've been watching all the comps, they're not going to exactly. tell you because you're talking about their house, which they are emotionally, financially, and mentally attached to. But they will tell you all day long about Bob and Betty's house and how it needs new carpet or it you know, doesn't have a great view, whatever. We know that they think their house is nicer than the neighbor's house. You want to find out which neighbor's houses and why. Well, so what am I trying to do with these scripts? When Julie and I wrote these, and obviously they've been used millions of times by all of our coaching clients. So what are we trying to get out of the seller? We want to know what the seller thinks the house is worth. Your strategy could be different. They might actually, rarely, but sometimes they're going to think your comp or maybe even a little bit less. Occasionally, they're going to tell you about a pocket listing that closed that you didn't know about that comp. And when they tell you, you can kind of write down the address and research it later versus showing up to the appointment and then being surprised that they have some comp that you don't have in your CMA. It's all about strategy and positioning yourself so that you know where to go with that conversation. And I would add the other mistake. I mean, mistake number one is agents not pre-qualifying at all. And for the past, if we're being honest, five to 15 years, you pretty much could have just agreed with the seller. And nine times out of 10, you would have won. That's why you didn't see that many expireds it's, in the previous it's market. It's even worse than that. You could have overpriced it and had it sell for hundreds more. of thousands of dollars more in certain markets in the country. Right, which honestly, guys, you know, that was fun for a while, but that's not really skill, okay? Now you have to be very serious about pricing it not to sit, but pricing it to sell. When you know what the seller's got in the back of their mind, you then can strategize about where you're going to go next. Right. So now let, think about this. Don't go unless you know what the seller thinks it's worth, what the seller's motivation is, whether you're, in or you're competing with other agents. These are all things that will give you an advantage when you're winning that listing. And I, I was going to really drill down on this. I'm just going to say this once. Hopefully you guys internalize this and never forget it. And if you do forget it and you do make this mistake, I want you to think back to me telling you this so you can laugh at yourself. Do not assume that you're going to take any listing, even if it's your best friend from high school or your mom, okay? Right. Do not assume that someone's just going to give you the listing in this market. Do not walk in there and every single time, like for example, every single time after you've set the listing appointment, you need to pre-qualify every single time, every single seller lead the exact same way, getting every question answered. Every single time you need to send the pre-listing pack prior to going in the listing appointment. Every single time you need to do things exactly the same way that we teach you to do it in Premier Coaching. Why? Because it works. Well, that's one of the Harris rules is don't have different rules for different people. And in fact, if it is somebody from your center of influence, past clients, repeat or referral, or your mom, you should pre-qualify even more uh, particularly because those are the ones that you tend to be very assumptive on. And then when you find out they listed with somebody who is more careful with them, you guys get so angry about that because you feel, felt like you had it coming to you. So have a rule in the back of your head, pre-qualify everybody, but especially people where you think you have it in the bag. Well, this is the reason in a market like this, and you and I have seen this so many times over the years, is the agents who built their businesses predicated on past client center of influence marketing. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are actually get hurt the worst in situations like this because they've 
past client center influence marketed through tchotchkes and yes. pot buys and pumpkin pies. They've always relied on the power of that relationship to get them the listing. Now, if that's your niche or that's your marketing method, your lead generation system, you will most likely get the sit down to have the opportunity to list the house, but you're not going to get the listing if you're competing against somebody who's actually taking a professional approach doing the things that we're describing. And, and how do I know that? Because we've seen it happen with gazillions of our coaching clients. Our brand new agent, you know, the ink on their license hasn't even dried yet, right? And they walk into a listing appointment and they're competing against very experienced agents and they beat the very experienced agent. Even if the agents that they're competing with played tennis with the seller, knew the seller from this social connection, that social connection. And when the seller is asked why they chose to list it with that agent who they had no familiarity with, they'll always say the same thing. It's because you're the only one that pre-qualified. They won't say it like this, but you're the only one that actually asked about my situation. You're the only one, and this is what you'll hear a lot, new agents if or even experienced agents who are wanting to become listing agents. Our pre-listing pack will very frequently get you the listing before you even get there. Yes, and the you pre- just have to go and not screw it up. Exactly. And, and by the way, so you're using the pre-listing pack existing coaching clients, but you're not following your listing presentation and you're wondering why you're not getting nine out of 10 or if not 10 out of 10 appointments you're going on because you're only doing half the process. The whole seven-step listing process that we've created that's part of Premier Coaching Guys is designed specifically to help you win in competition. In a market like what we're leaving, there really wasn't a need for a seller to be very particular who they were going to list the house with because they knew the house was going to sell itself. Mm -hmm. So they would list it with Bob that they play golf with occasionally. They didn't care who they listed it with. Now they super duper care and they're going to start getting very particular. And so for those of you who've never learned the skills that you need to know how to compete to get the listing, you're going to be walking into these situations not prepared. The seller's not going to list with you. And that's going to be devastating for you because here you've invested and dropped off, you know, 27,000 pumpkin pies, this person for the last few years, every November. And you're wondering why they didn't list with you. And many of you won't want to call and find out why they didn't list with you. I'm telling you the reason they didn't list with you isn't because they didn't like you or didn't appreciate your pumpkin pies. The reason they didn't list with you is because the other agent made them more comfortable and confident that based on the skill set that they presented during the listing presentation, and even prior to going in the listing presentation, that they would that that increased their odds of getting the house sold. It's all about being a professional. It's all about having a skill set. By the way, if you guys aren't part of Premier Coaching, it's not too late for you. You can join Premier Coaching now for free. Text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. If you prefer not to text, that's fine. Just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. But for the bulk of you, and, and I've timed this, you text the word Premier to 47372. You're then going to be text back a link. You're going to be able to join uh, Premier Coaching for free. And from beginning to end, that process takes about 22 seconds. Do that now. Do that urgently. Text the word Premier to 47372 and make a commitment now to become a powerful listing agent because everything you want in the real estate industry, everything you want from your real estate business comes from being a powerful listing agent. That's where you're going to get the most leverage, especially in this new market. So text the word Premier to 47372. Remember when texting message and data rates may apply. So the second thing to know before you go to a listing presentation is point number two, know the average days on the market for properties like your subject property, not just for the town or zip code it's in, but the actual subdivision or neighborhood. This helps set both your expectations as well as the sellers. It also helps you strategize with sellers who are both buying and selling. Which should they do first? What kind of timing should they expect? 
Well, you need to negotiate a lease back. So here's a secret. Just because your town, city, or zip code has an average days on the market number of X number of days does not mean that the micro market or the neighborhood your subject property in is in will be the same. And this is something you guys have to, to watch that you're not used to watching. I'll give you an example because I watch Austin. I'm licensed in Texas, so I get their reports. In January this year, the average days on the market in Austin was between 5 and 10. Currently, it's about 60, depending on the price range you're in. Now, how you work with the seller and how you set their expectations is very different than in January of this year, or the shifting market is changing, different neighborhoods are doing different things. Don't assume that just because in Charlotte, you know, where you live, and the average days on the market is 90, that that's what you're going to have. You're going to have more or less depending on the price range, the neighborhood, the style of home, lots of different factors. And these are all the things that you learn in Premier Coaching. But Julie just said something very important. Even if the days in your market are, is 60, using her example, doesn't mean yours will be. Your days in the market be, could be substantially less because you position the house correctly on the market to correctly reflect the buyer's expectation or the market's expectation. By the way, that's a script I just gave you. For example, never tell a seller to lower the price. Avoid conversations that uh, basically there's like a list of words you never say to a seller. Lower, the, slash, cut, <laughs> exactly. reduce. Right. So Mr. Seller, we need to reposition your house on the market. This is a price reduction script, right? By the way, don't say price reduction either, but this is just so you know what I'm talking about. Mr. Seller, let's reposition the house on the market so that we correctly reflect the market's expectation or the buyer's expectation, right? That's how you actually tell them to lower the price. Don't say lower the price. That's a surefire way for that seller to start you know building resentments towards you which will probably get you fired and if your expectation is that the house is going to sell itself in a week or less and it takes two weeks or a month or two months or three months or six months you are and you've not set the expectations of the seller what to, you know the market might deliver if you're not keeping the seller up to date what's happening in the market you could list a house today and the average days on the market for a similar price or uh, similar house might be 15. And while you've got it listed, it could stretch to 45 and then to 60 or 90. And if you're not letting the seller, and we teach you how to do this in Premier Coaching, and there's really great automated systems that will also help you with this. But if you're not actually having a consistent conversation with the seller, and we suggest you call the sellers every Friday, the listings you have, give them market updates, email them ahead of time with an updated CMA. Again, there's lots of systems and software, frankly, that do this for you automatically. And you follow up with a phone call. When you do that, even if it takes longer to sell than they expected, they won't fire you because you're not you're not ghosting them. You're not hiding from them. What do most of you do? As soon as the house has been on the market for five or 10 days, you have no idea what to do. And the last thing you want to do is to, uh, talk to that seller because you don't want to risk that seller yelling at you or maybe even firing you over That's the right. phone because you didn't know out. what to do. <laughs> yeah, listing agents, unskilled listing agents hide out. But I hope you guys understand. For those of you who are smart, who are listing, you now are realizing that most of the market, most of your competitors that have listings now aren't going to keep the listing because they don't know how to keep them. They don't know how to position them on the market. Listings that are being taken today, chances are, depending on the market and the market situation, a lot of those will be expiring, creating more opportunity for, for you because sure. you have the skill set. Remember when Julie and I said, this is perhaps the best time to become a listing agent in the last 15 years? It's because there's such a massive skills deficit. Don't have that skills deficit. You will have the ultimate unfair advantage. You want to have the best brand in the marketplace. You want to have the uh, you know, being seen as the town mayor who everyone goes to for real estate uh, advice or you guys get the idea. You want to have that aura about you of the real estate deity in your marketplace. 
You do it through selling listings, especially other listings, especially selling listings that expired that other agents couldn't sell. You want to really know how to have a long-term powerful reputation and a powerful brand in your marketplace? It's by getting listings sold. Don't believe that you can buy your way into having that level of brand or reputation in the marketplace. You get it through succeeding for other people. You get it from helping other people solve their problem, and their problem is getting their home sold. Yes, so the second secret that goes along with knowing the average days in the market before you show up is to realize that we, all all of you guys know this, we've had a hot seller's market for more than five years, so most sellers don't expect to be on the market very long. Discuss with them what the plan is if it does sell right away versus if it takes two weeks, two months, et cetera. They have to have contingency plans for both. Otherwise, you could bring them a really great acceptable offer on the second weekend, but they hadn't mentally broken up with the house yet, so they're just going to reject it. Or they might say, let's keep it on the market a little bit longer, see what happens. You have to have an actual strategy in place from the get-go. In Premier Coaching, we give you a 120-day seller communication plan. Uh, What happens on the 121st day? You start back at day one, just for those of you who are going to ask that question. But the reality of it is, is we tell you exactly what to do with that listing, with that seller every single day for four months. And generally speaking, when you follow the plan, you'll get the house sold in 60, I mean, even in a market where the average days of the market is six months. Yeah. yeah, you'll get sold faster than 120 days is what I'm trying to sell. But here's say. the difference. The seller won't fire you between right. here and there. Well, and Why do you guys not call them? Because you're not used to having to have a seller relationship. You don't know what to say once you've made it past the first weekend in one open house. We're going to give you right now something we only share with our top tier coaching clients. We're going to share with you guys something now we've only shared publicly maybe two or three times in our you know 20 plus year career coaching and training real estate agents. We're going to give you the ultimate secret to becoming a powerful listing agent. And this is something you guys got to write down. I'm going to add as much drama as I can. Should we add some background music? Dun, dun, dun. Here's, the, here's the secret. The, the secret to being a powerful listing agent, to being a successful listing agent, to being a listing agent at all is have the listing when it sells. That's the most important thing. Key to happiness, guys. Have the listing when it sells. Have the list. What does that mean, Tim? It means it's okay and great. Congratulations, you've taken a new listing. Now get the damn thing sold. And if you don't know how to get the listing sold, you just, you didn't, you didn't win. You didn't actually have the listing when it's sold. The agent who's going to get it from you when it shows up in the MLS is expired. That's the agent that's going to have the success. What you've done is had a public failure because what the market now sees is that Bob Smith had a sign in the yard that lasted a month or two, or maybe a couple of weeks, depending on whether or not you're following our coaching program. Uh, and all of a sudden, your listing, your sign is gone, and Sally Smith signs in the yard. And Sally way, gets the sold sign. Exactly. So it is not just you failing, but it's you failing publicly in front of all the neighbors who will for sure never call you. That's called anti-branding. Exactly. <laughs> you guys get the point? So when you become a powerful listing agent that knows how to get the listing sold in this market, you will have other sellers calling you. Other sellers who are looking for new listing agents, other sellers who are thinking about putting their houses for sale because they saw that sold sign. The sold sign with your name on it is the most powerful form of branding and marketing known to man, especially in real estate. Point number three, don't know before you, what you have to know before you go, you've got to know the list to sell price ratio for properties like your subject property. Now, some of you don't realize what that is. The list to sell price ratio is the difference between the final list price and what it actually sells for. This is based on sold comps. 
Again, this sets actual expectations. Are homes selling for 100% of the list price? That's still happening in a lot of the first-time buyer home price ranges. It was at 105% of the still hot markets, or is it just 95% of the list price? Nationwide, it's gone from 99.8% down to about 97%, but that's the whole nation. You've got to know your particular neighborhood you're dealing with. Is this a neighborhood where you can expect to get well over list, or is there enough competition that you're going to have to negotiate and maybe it's going to take a month on the market to get there? You've got to know that list to sell price ratio because that sets the seller's expectation. You know, for a long time, every seller in the country, probably for, I mean, at least several years, expected to get like 105 to 110% of list, assuming that it was, you know, a reasonable price. Julie, think about this for a second. How many sellers out there right now have only owned homes? Maybe they've done two or three transactions during Mm -hmm. a hot seller's market. A whole bunch of them. Like, yeah. And how many mm-hmm. agents out there have only sold homes during a hot seller's market? And every sale, virtually every sale they've ever done personally was a competitive situation where their buyer had to go over list just to win. And half the time they didn't even win doing that. This is the re- So you guys want to know what's tougher about this market? What we just said. You're going to be walking to listing appointments where the seller has never experienced an adjusting market, let alone a buyer's market. This is the reason, especially the skill set with regards to dealing with their psychology and their emotions are really going to matter. You can have the best CMA in the world, but the seller has had it beaten into their head and maybe they've done multiple transactions in the past 15 years that homes always appreciate by double digits and sell for over asking price. If you're not able to deliver them uh, you know, the truth serum that basically lets them know what's yeah. actually happening in the market, you're not going to get the listing in the first place. You won't even get the listing appointment in the first place. You won't take the listing and, or you won't keep the listing. There's a lot associated with getting to be effective, but it's all scripts. It's all knowing what to say and how to say it. And it's all, frankly, taking advantage of the marketplace that we have in front of us and not waiting around for the market to return to the way it was. And when you have that mindset, guys, you will be shocked about how much money you can make and people you can help. I will suggest this to you, and we should make this the last point around the bend, okay? Okay. Um, I had an interesting call over the weekend with Heath Moulton. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's selling in uh, his family was the number one independent real estate brokerage in all of Iowa. And he sold, I think, three or 400 mostly new construction homes so far this year. It's a lot. And D.R. Horton, who's not one of his uh, sellers, he works with medium-sized builders, mm-hmm. has got a whole bunch of sitting inventory in his marketplace. Mm-hmm. And he's fearful that D.R. Horton, and oh, and here, there's more nuance to this, but this is the gist of it. He's fearful that D.R. Horton's going to lower the price. And if he lowers the price, he's fearful that it's going to put a lot of his medium-sized builders out of business yes. because they cannot adjust their prices down because they've already adjusted their prices down mm-hmm. and they can't meet the margins, right? Yes, they'll, they'll I had lose a similar money. conversation with the Kenmores. And that's going to happen. That's right. For sure. I mean, if mm-hmm. DR Horton has shown in the past that they're ruthless, frankly, mm-hmm. and they will do that to put the medium-sized builders out of play. And then what they do is when they've cleared the competition, mm-hmm. they go and buy the land for a discount, and then they raise prices. And build the rest of the homes in DR Horton in those same neighborhoods. Exactly. And we've seen that happen, and it'll happen, and it's what's going to happen now. Now, here's the reason I'm thinking of this point. Because the list to sell price ratio, days on the market, if you're not taking new construction into consideration, you're only getting in some markets maybe half the picture. Because also if you're dealing with sellers or you know builders who are lowering prices, lowering their cost per square foot, making the houses like, for example, 
Builders now are offering all kinds of very attractive financing that at resale, you can do the same thing. You can match what that builder's offering as far as financing. Julie and I talked about this on a past podcast. We told you how to do buy down. We told you how to do all these different types of financing. You can literally offer the same incentives for that, that the builders are offering to this prospective buyers, making their the buyer's payments that much less. Because remember, 99% of all your buyers out there are just going to shop for a home based on the payment. Yeah, they but you, then you add, a, and this is a point from tomorrow's podcast, but we can do it today since you brought it up because this is a huge point. So it's, it's not just all of the incentives. And I get a lot of the Texas builder emails. It's a lot of incentives for buyers, right? They'll get a landscape package, a pool package. They'll get upgraded for- Well, buy downs. And so there's the stuff they get on the house, right? Which, I mean, you take a buyer that's been looking at stuff where they go, gosh, I'm going to have to fix that and rehab that. And then you walk them into new construction. It smells good. It looks good. It's decorated nicely. And then you add a whole bunch of other stuff, right? And then you have institutional in-house builder financing. And this is happening. I, I get tons of emails on this, right? All of those big builders are doing this. They're doing buy down. So the introductory rate is like 4.25 or something like that is pretty typical right now. So they qualify for more house going in on that first year, right? So the example from uh, our points is you have, let's say you've got a resale listing and it's 450 and you don't know all of this. You, you don't realize that you're actually competing against like a 550 new construction with builder incentives and buy downs, not to mention they're also paying up to a 6% buyer side commission to agents. Now that's some stiff competition. To your point, you can compete with some of that. And I'm starting to see a lot of agents doing this. Instead of or in addition to, and we did a whole podcast series on this, <laughs> instead of or in addition to price reductions, add buy-down incentives like paying uh, you know, towards buyer's closing costs so that buyer can then buy down and lock in a lower rate. Do what the builders are doing or you will not be able to compete against them. That's right. And guys, this is the bottom line. Welcome to the new market. You know, this you're going to need to know how to do all this. And this is all based on skills. Many of you are listening to us. Some of you are listening to us for the first time. You're hearing what we're saying and you're saying, I feel overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. This is a lot to take in from one, you know, 28 minute podcast. And you know, it is what we're trying to do is shine a light on the things that you need to know and then set it up so that your next natural step is obviously listen to more podcasts, maybe buy our best selling book, Harris Rules, but primarily for you to join Premier Coaching. Because when you become a Premier Coaching client, then we walk you through at your pace exactly how to become very competitive in this market because of this market. Julie and I, and hopefully you're going to come to this, your, you know, this belief as well. This market is the best market we're going to experience maybe in the rest of our lifetimes because of the skill set that's needed, because skill set is something all of you can easily copy. Maybe some of you have felt like you were at a disadvantage because you didn't want to make videos, or maybe you didn't feel like you had an advantage because you know you didn't grow up in a certain school system or have a certain social contacts, or you had all kinds of, let's just say that deck the cards were kind of you know dealt against you let's say that's where your perception the way you level the playing field the way you win is by increasing your skill and most it, the thing that you can bank on every single time for every single human is they're going to be slow to change so if you're fast to change and you learn these skills now and you hit your <laughs> your marketplace with real energy and enthusiasm and motivation that's actually backed up by real skill set knowing how to get stuff done who can compete with you nobody Tim, you know what's really awesome for our coaching clients? 
they go through all of this learning process and these aha moments. Oh my gosh, maybe, I, I know there are listeners right now going, that's why my listing's not selling. Yep. Or, oh my gosh, I've got to be more prepared because I'm going to be competing more. And I've got to stop freaking out about listing appointments. I've got to be going after more of them with more confidence. But what's really cool about that is when you're in Premier Coaching, you can go to any one of the daily, regularly scheduled, live Premier Coaching sessions with our Harris Certified Coaches. And you can take those questions. You can say, you know what? I got this listing coming up and I just can't find any comps that make sense. What should I do? And they're going to get an answer the day they have that question because it's live. But even then, they don't have to wait for the coaching call because in Premier Coaching, they've got hours of audio that they can listen to, Mm -hmm. lots of scripts. And when you join Premier Coach, just join Premier Coaching, you'll see what I'm talking about. But when you join Premier Coaching, you're going to see it's an A to Z system. And we built this, this, we did not build Premier Coaching years ago and call it done. We're always adding to it, always updating it, always changing it, always improving it. We have spent so much time just uh, little nuanced changes to different scripts. Well, this they weekend, get a difference. I'm adding, uh, after I polish and edit everything, it's going to be an updated how to price property. We're, we're doing what you should know before you even show up to a listing presentation, but I'm adding an entire section to Premier Coaching about pricing property in a shifting market because what's their number one question? How do I be honest with the seller about these comps that are kind of all over the board right now without talking myself out of the listing? That's right. How can I still be professional without losing the listing over it, because I know at least half of my realtor competition is just going to agree with the seller on their overpriced price and probably slash their commission so they can compete and then take the listing that'll be expired. How do I deal with all of that? So we have a whole section going into Premier Coaching about pricing in a shifting market. You and I were talking about this over the weekend, um, and we are talking about the fact that there will be fewer transactions uh, next year. But we are trying to um, figure out whether or not there's going to be less money to be made by real estate agents next year. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure, the answer should, if you look at it on the surface, fewer transactions should equate to less money being earned. Mm -hmm. But I don't actually think that's the truth. I think what you're going to see is the same amount of commission dollars being earned, despite the fact that there's probably going to be fewer transactions because of the fact that the sale prices are increasing because of inflation. But the other thing that nobody talks about Mm -hmm. is commissions are definitely increasing. Absolutely. They're absolutely positively increasing. Builders are leading the way. You're going to see smart listing agents also raising co-ops. They're going to raise buyer agent commissions. The whole conversation about, you know, what the open doors and the Zillow offers. Well, those are gone now. And you know what else is gone is the thought in most sellers' heads that are paying attention at all. This is a good part about the dramatic headlines. For sellers to say, well, I mean, why would I pay you any commission when I can just throw my FISBO sign in the yard and have five offers by midnight? That conversation has melted away. So instead, they are absolutely willing to pay for the conf- you know the competent agents that are skilled and caring who have that finesse and can bring them an offer without the seller having to feel like, oh, I can just do that myself. That's gone. That's and right. so are the iBuyers, which is awesome. Yes, exactly. So take the next natural step. Text the word Premier to 47372. When you do, you can join Premier Coaching. The whole process to join takes about 22 seconds. Text the word Premier to 47372. And as Julie said, that will also include the daily semi-private coaching call with one of our Harris certified coaches. Do that now. If you prefer, you can just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. This is probably going to be one of the most important podcast series that we've done in a couple of years because it's going to help so many of you. It's going to be, I'm guessing, Julie said she thinks it'll be three or four days. I bet you this is more than a week 
because we're not going to let anything get biased. If you love the content from our podcast, which I know you do because tens of thousands of you listen every day, you will not believe what you get as far as Premier Coaching. So text the word Premier to 47372. And always remember when texting message and data rates may apply. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.